listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Greyhound bitch. Stay down bitch. About to set up the shop with Jay round this bitch. Half a brick of yay. About to lay down this bitch. Till November? Nah, I'm here to like slay down this bitch. What you think? I don't want to have to spray down this bitch. Call my whole team from around the way down this bitch. Trying to stay down this bitch. Play down this bitch. Had a sound so my nigga Dre down to six. Roll the windows down and way round this bitch. But there's a couple things for us okay round this bitch. Gotta talk to the natives. Let them know I'm here for for all the paydays first of all i light up all the haters i got jobs for you drop stars for you more arms and green braids brett far for you money providentials hope they're not a problem for you if so jigger be here day after tomorrow for you that's right hey welcome to the black Test podcast your host rod and karen and we're in the house on a wednesday mm-hmm. that's right a walking dead wednesday yes everybody's fave uh of course uh th- today's just me and karen no guests all right but of course uh we have to give a shout out to all the uh people that you know sponsor the show because we can't do the show without them Mm-mm. uh the official weapon of the show is the taste an unofficial sport oh, excuse me bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and today's episode is brought to you by shadow dog uh so we recorded a tv show pilot a long time ago it did not get picked up would have been cool if it did but we had yes. a great experience doing that we met a lot of cool yeah. people and we would like you to see us interview those cool people we put it behind the paywall at our website so uh the blackoutist.com but your problem is you gotta be premium okay yeah, gotta be premium to see it i haven't even put it up yet i'm gonna put it up uh today uh tonight before i go to bed but um just make sure you guys go to the blackoutist.com slash premium i'll put it there and then also um i'll make a post tonight of the video but like i said if you're not premium you just won't be able to see it if you are mm-hmm. go to the website log in you can see us uh our the tv show that, that we recorded essentially uh and i'm not 100 percent sure if you can leave reviews or five or thumbs up and stuff but if you can do it because mm-hmm. it helps us out okay so yeah. uh get yourself a membership if you don't already have one and see us uh on our uh ill-fated tv pilot interviewing people <laughs> asking some interesting questions to some interesting people well the thing is at least we know you know the behind the scenes and you know how stuff works and you know oh for sure i don't I, feel bad at all i mean i i, I mean enjoyed it. there's uh, all yeah, kinds we, of people we that got more experience than some of the folks have been doing it for a long time Mm-hmm. there's there's all kinds of people that don't um get the show picked up you know but it was uh worth to try i mean for me fun. it was a big deal just doing it uh yes be on camera and talk to people and do interviews and stuff like that um it's just a good experience so um i really appreciate dexter doing that for us something nice for your resume mm-hmm. uh all right guys let's get into uh the show show okay i guess um first things first though can't come in and not play the toll guys i'm sorry gotta play some fucking with black people we're just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys it's time to play the game that we all legitimately hate to play it's fucking with black people the game we go all around the globe we find the things that fuck with us and we score them from zero to 100 intervals of 25 today's contestants everybody mm-hmm. all right let's see who is back in the house 
oh oh you black feminisms uh prepare <laughs> to be offended by a woman that has done more for the black race <laughs> than any of you hoes rachel dolezal to not be outdone by being on welfare and needing food stamps has decided to black you motherfuckers down again she gonna out black us she gonna out black your ass at every turn okay she can't find a job she almost homeless her book deal fell through that's as black as it can get Ah! or so you thought well apparently she is changing her name from rachel dolezal to nkichi amare diallo Mm mm-hmm i said that yes karen what's what's wrong with your face what does that even mean what does it translate into Unkichi, amari diallo it translates into something probably mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the only thing she didn't stereotypically do is that clicking sound don't worry i'm not gonna make the clicking sound person ah! that wrote into us that one time but i'm just saying she's so stereotypical i'm shocked that she didn't just go with it so what does uh the name mean it means something probably it definitely means something that's a good point to be black let me see uh apparently uh it means in kichi means gift of god diallo means bold and its origins are fula um so yeah there you guys go it means bold gift of god i guess mm-hmm mm-hmm so yep now i don't know what the amari part means um she they, they did not break down the amari maybe after the homophobic basketball player amari stoudemire i don't know <laughs> but what i do know is you black winches need to step your game up this white woman is out blacking you at every turn. Females. What kind of name is Karen? A slave name? Yep. That's why I changed my name to the Honorable Prophet Osiris Tut X many moons ago. Now, it's not on my government, but I don't need it to be on the sheet of white man's government paper for that to be the name that I respond to. Okay? The rest of y'all need to stop settling with the white man's alphabet. I use the ancient comedic symbols to spell my name. That's right. You look on the sheet of paper when I sign my name, it's an alligator eating a full moon next to an Egyptian pharaoh. That's how I sign on that. That's how I sign my name every time. Ask me, ask about me down at the black bank. They know. Zero to a hundred, Karen. I thought she's on a one hundred list permanent. A hundred permanently? Okay. Yeah, permanently. All right. So I guess uh, I'm gonna give her a zero. Ain't nothing wrong with trying to be blacker than these black feminists in destroying the community. Oh, wait, hold on. I didn't even see my lotion over here. Hold on. You got a whole bottle in front of you. I just I bought this lotion. Do. I was almost out. Let me. I mean, you got a whole oh, oh, bottle. Oh, that feels, oh, the moisture on my skin. It feels so much better. Oh, yeah. There we go. I mean, what were we talking about? I don't know. We buy all types of lotion, dog. Oh, yes. Oh, thank you, Gold Bond. What was, what was he talking about? Uh, Rachel Dolezal, a hundred. 
i give a hundred every time sorry guys this segment is brought to you by gold bond ultimate healing therapy lotion oh, i'm glad it, i'm glad it did his job <laughs> Kink. they don't charge you extra for nothing they, they charge you extra for the extra ash stop him massaging the wall at the at the root <laughs> at the root <laughs> all right have your skin feeling ashy free maybe that's what they meant by white girls evolving yeah maybe they evolving into uh people that have african names and still white girls maybe that's what's happening uh back to fucking with black people news a dna test proves subway's oven roasted chicken is only 50 percent chicken okay mm-hmm What, what you not fucked with oh. it's chicken Karen. i know but i assume that most places like that they serve you food that ain't just like i know mcdonald's ain't 100 percent beef but it's chicken Mc chicken pat and dim, dim, um um what you call them uh chicken nuggets ain't chicken you have seen y'all might be in for a treat you know back before the war broke down i was a saucier in san antonio I bet I can call up some of them greens. Yeah, noodles some crawfish on the patty, yo. Ha. I bet some crap put dessert in it, yeah? Hell yeah! Ha. That's how I look back there in Subway. I'm surprised that it's not 100% chicken, and I'm also surprised that you as a person don't feel offended by them trying to pass on some lesser than 100% chicken. Oh, man, they got a whole news report. What the fuck? That'll be quite enough of that. <laughs> you can see that. Where is that video on this page? Anyway, uh, so can you not not bother by the fact that they have chicken? Not like Subway, the highest of quality food when you got there. I, I'm roof Chris steak wasn't 100 steak. Now then, I might be upset. Okay, but for me, it's 100. It's chicken. As a black person, I love that meat. It's my favorite meat. When last and time you had a chicken sub from Subway? that's it's the principle of the chicken <laughs> it's the chicken principalities karen people out here selling chickens in the community that's not chicken they have chickens have you ever seen a live half chicken of course not <laughs> would you eat one no but they've been selling it under the auspices of being 100 percent chicken all this time karen that's true because they could get away with it they get away with it because of people like you that don't care but i do care about the chickens in the community that's right nah, I, I give it a hundred now nah, if you showed up and you said popeyes ain't 100 percent chicken then we might have a problem the teriyaki chicken strips came at 42.8 percent chicken what the hell is the rest made out of sawdust what how can you call it a chicken strip when it's 40 it's less than 50 percent chicken what did you do you took the chicken chopped it in half and then say we'll put something with the other half soy is what the, most of the other chicken is soy but that's not Mm-hmm. Exactly, Karen. Now you're getting fucked with. That's what I'm talking I'm about. Okay. Exactly. You didn't I, understand I'm the sorry. scope. I take it back. One hundred. The principle of the shit. One hundred. One hundred. I don't eat that chicken there. But yeah, I if I wanted soy, tell me it's soy. I mean, you know, trying to, but they know people not gonna eat fucking soy. You can't sell a soy sub. This is the re- goddamn ridiculous uh, story. Uh, white and proud father is accused of sending racist texts to his daughter's 12 year old autistic friend after the two girls rode on route had a fight on the way home from school a mother has claimed a fellow parent sent racist and threatening texts to her 12 year old autistic daughter 
after the girl had a fight on the way home from school gil turner 47 of manchester claims she was only alerted when her daughter millie grace asked if it was ever okay for a man to call someone a nigger 12 year old child y'all the mother of three immediately took her daughter's phone and discovered text sent by dean sheridan containing racist abuse and threats of violence millie grace had been involved in what miss turner described as an incident of preteen banter with another girl in her school year who who she walked home with however in the messages miss turner who brandished a bike and millie grace's father who is white a raghead uh called her a raghead and a nigger while the 36 year old mr sheridan declared himself white and proud yeah but he's not racist though he's not racist though i'm sure uh mr sheridan admits to sending the text would claim he only reacted because his own daughter received a string of nuisance calls from millie grace and her friends while she was off school with a broken leg miss turner said millie grace walks to school with the man's daughter they had been involved in a typical incident of preteen banter my daughter had been messaging this girl and they had been messaging back but this man got hold of my daughter's phone to get millie grace's number and in the space of one day she had received 17 text messages from him he threatened me and Millie's dad with physical violence. I texted him and said, I have saved the messages and I will be reporting it to the police. I put up with this kind of racism in my whole life, but my children haven't developed the skill to brush it off yet. It's important to know that because Millie Grace is on the autistic spectrum, she often corrects people's grammar. She isn't being rude. When, when my daughter asked if she was, if it was ever okay for a grown man to call someone the N-word, I thought she had just heard some rap music, but then she said her dad, friend's dad had been texting her. I was like, what? Um, i'm not personally afraid because i have had verbal and physical abuse before and i had to deal with it but i'm afraid for my kids it is hard and i feel intimidated in the text which were sent over the course of a day mr sheridan asked millie grace ask your mom when she gets back from work if the tramp works if your dad was a nigger and are you black because you text like black people talk miss turner said you just don't expect the behavior from a grown adult it is the fact that a grown man thinks it's okay to text a 12 year old girl why would you put yourself in that situation i'm a great advocate of free speech but when it becomes an issue that makes someone fearful then it is wrong i like to think generally people are good and don't hold these beliefs it was just a bit of a fallout between two girls but for the man to refer to me as a bike and a prostitute and make reference to my daughter supposedly not knowing who her dad is that isn't right nobody can get their head around it this has been reported to the police and the sergeant is investigating two cases of racist abuse each uh both against both me and my daughter the issue which occurred last tuesday has sparked outrage on facebook and users expressed their disgust from mr sheridan but he claims the text were in response to an incident that was has that had caused his own family pain and distress oh so i don't get to be racist to a 12 year old girl mr sheridan who runs a haulage company claimed that aside from his racist remarks he was trying to protect his daughter like any other father how is that protecting your daughter anyway hey nigger mm, i'm a good dad hey grown ass fucking man why do you have my child's fucking phone number is the problem why are you texting my child he said my little girl is off school at the moment she had been off for five weeks with a fractured leg and all she's been getting is harassed by her phone and her uh, and her cronies uh, by her and her cronies what would you do to protect your daughter <laughs> the fact that racism is protecting your daughter as far as you're concerned we've got the results back from an mri scan on friday we were concerned that she had bone cancer she has fractured her leg for no reason whatsoever 
it's always about them right right you're the real victim did i give you bone cancer why are you calling me a nigga that incident with your child has nothing to do with what you said be accountable for your own actions sir right oh man um yeah you can imagine stuff we have been going through and then she been getting little shit that shit's phoning her hassling her down the phone calling her names on withheld numbers and all this down to this little girl called millie she is getting lads to call her everything so when lads get involved dads get involved yes i made some racial remarks regarding it but i'm not going to take any of this regarding my daughter anymore we still don't know why my daughter's leg was fractured i'm certainly not going through all this about you it's about you it's about you it's about fucking you you were wrong for actually interfering in the first fucking place if you had a problem contact parents and say hey your children are texting my child and i don't appreciate this you took it upon yourself to get involved in something that you should have stayed out of right uh so uh yeah you just felt like calling somebody a nigger for the day yeah my daughter might have bone cancer that has nothing to do with not a fucking thing and you still could have reported this girl if you felt you were being harassed right. and you thought, if you think this is what it was all about you still could have done something yes. you could have called her mom right you could have done so many the school so many things other than text her and call her a nigger he makes it sound like he had no fucking choice uh a hundred for me you yeah a hundred and even worse just to hear the mama talk about oh yeah it's just very frustrating just to hit a mom basically to explain hey i know how this roll the shit off and my babies don't know how to do this yet right. so basically she knows that this is something her child is going to have to deal with it's one of those things well well you know what you're not going to harass my child but you know eventually my child's going to have to roll half the shit to roll off her back too it sounds like she's been through some shit been abusive and shit like that probably been called nigger to her face and all that shit and you think it's cool and you're the victim Mm -hmm. and that's something that always fucking infuriates me when it comes to this shit it's never what the fuck you did it's always i'm the goddamn victim and then you wonder why people are like fuck you in your feelings because you want to rearrange you want to change the conversation to not about what you did and the offensive shit you want to change it to why y'all picking on me and i'm the real victim Mm mm-hmm all right guys let's go ahead and get into what you all came for yep let's review the walking dead it's uh i couldn't help myself guys it's episode 11 of season 7 of the walking dead called hostiles and calamities um i'm not even sure what the name where the name came from Mm -mm. to be honest hostiles and calamities i guess it must have came from him playing that uh that dumbass game he probably was talking to them girls about it full of hostiles and calamities um it's the (laughs) 
um yeah so uh this is basically eugene's episode and dwight's episode yes and it all pretty much takes place in um the savior camp mm-hmm. you know um so before we even get into it and, and it's really straightforward like i said i don't know how long this will take to be honest it could be really short mm-hmm. uh, it just depends on how much detail we're going to what what emails we got and stuff because i don't know if they've ever had a more straightforward episode than this episode mm-hmm. um at any rate uh karen um what'd you think about it overall i loved it it was good all right uh as for me uh i just thought it was okay man like honestly uh not my favorite episode probably one of my least favorite episodes as far as um just over the years and the seven seasons of watching this it's probably on one of my least favorite episodes uh partially because it was so straightforward Mm. um also um there's certain things that feel like they're dragging shit out uh and since this episode we didn't get to watch the rest of the crew sort of uh keep working on their machinations and their plans and we definitely lost pacing because i feel like the pacing last week with you know daryl leaving the safety of the kingdom and Mm -hmm things going to a head there i feel like some of the pacing is all over the place now so this was such a slow episode to me to a certain extent because we kind of went back to the last season of the spend the whole time in one place formula um and just not enough happened to me yeah didn't they do that with morgan uh no i mean i'm sorry last half of last season you know they were going like saviors then we go to alexandria then we go to hilltop then we do the kingdom i don't want to go back to that i really liked it i like the last two episodes better where they were like bouncing around around and world building and building this coalition to take this dude on i like that better right so going back to this just felt eh for me um i enjoyed it it was one of my favorite no but i I did love it though yeah yeah um and uh yeah so we'll get into the breakdown uh although i will say this the dude who plays eugene should have got a uh he should get an emmy just for this episode he was really good yes he was you know that dude that dude is dope all right so this episode starts kind of in the past a little bit not a long time ago but it starts like at the moment that uh dwight's escape is discovered and eugene is arriving daryl daryl i'm Mm -hmm. sorry i'm sorry thank you Mm -hmm. daryl's escape is discovered and eugene is arriving back to out to the savior's camp as a hostage right so we've seen since then we've seen a lot like for the other part of the group so that i think that's essentially trying to catch us up and i do think the payoff will be dope because hopefully by the time they see eugene again time will have passed and his his role has changed and we'll see a lot with that so mm-hmm. um dwight discovers fat joey's corpse with his half-eaten sandwich um and he also runs back into the facility discovers daryl's gone out of the cell mm-hmm. um and he also i believe finds the note that says go now from daryl yes uh the note that daryl got that told yes. him to leave right because he did he didn't he dropped it he didn't take with him right he also um uh goes into his room dwight's room and dwight's room of course was ransacked by daryl yes, when daryl decided to leave and broke all his wooden figures and shit mm-hmm. um 
and while this is all happening we're also getting eugene arriving in alexandria as a hostage and they take the bag off his head which i'm I like mean, you mean eugene arriving at the savior camp oh yeah the savior camp mm-hmm. and like why the fuck is eugene wearing the bag over his head when they all know where the place is now because carl went there but whatever oh he might not know though I, oh yeah yeah i know but it's okay. just funny that like it was so dramatic right i was like you know this nigga ain't gonna do shit with this knowledge mm-hmm. <laughs> you could have mapped it all the way there he still wouldn't have done right good. you could have told him directions this coward ain't coming back oh no uh at any rate um the woman who hit on spencer which i don't know her name i'm gonna call her neck tat okay but neck tat is um basically the guide to eugene's um stay in um the savior camp right now what i liked about this was we've seen the savior camp and we've seen how they treated daryl mm-hmm. every last one of us is thinking eugene's not gonna make it no no like gene not gonna he honey he was crying from the beginning yeah he's like tied on the mad real world I where just crying. shave some shave some bacon off his back you know that kind of shit uh and he's crying he's like please i hate this please <laughs> he's crying and shit nothing touched him anything he already broke you know what i thought when i seen that scene josh mcdermott they should do a made for tv movie um about the bakers you know jimmy and tammy faye mm-hmm. he would be a great jimmy baker that crying yes, he was so cute. good he could do it he could i have seen <laughs> i can see it i cannot wait for lifetime to do that i'm i'm gonna watch the jimmy and tam tammy faye baker story i'm here for it listen i need that in my life okay yes i do get on it all right <laughs> get out sons of bitches tv people to listen to this get on the jimmy bay of the jimmy baker uh story mm-hmm. and you already got your lead cast i mean yeah you do you're welcome another great idea from the blackout tips podcast um so anyway come to find out his life ain't gonna be as hard as daryl now i think and i and like i said i love this because we all were thinking one thing which is he's going in the hole they're gonna strip him naked feed him dog food he gets there he got a the nicest room in the house got a coleco vision the tv radio the radio um he got a stocked fridge uh a clean bed he can lock his door um so he has some level of privacy um and you know like he he uh is just he's got it he's on easy street Mm -hmm. um and yes and i think too uh one thing is psycho as crazy as negan is i think negan also knows personalities too Mm-hmm. and he knew that daryl was somebody he was going to have to break yeah he likes breaking people right. but he also know when someone's already broken i think he's like i ain't gotta do all that work right like we can show this guy we can play good cop with this guy and he'll fold right away right um so he um and i think it's a tv trope that daryl is just this iron-willed you know you could torture me i don't care beat me kill me i'll never betray my friends it's such a tv trope you know like after a couple days in the hole most people are gonna be like listen the directions to alexandria you're gonna make a left at the hill right right anyway so uh the, the neck tat 
is basically like this is your room he was looking at the book she's like we got more books we got a whole library he's like y'all got a whole library library, she was like you want something to eat and he's like food i can have something to eat she's like yeah anything you want he's like anything and she was like yeah well anything you want he's like lobster and she was like nigga we ain't got no lobster stupid like where the fuck you think you at he was (laughs) was like something else and he basically said pasta with some sauce she was like red or orangey he was like orangey and then she left and i love this little and she also said um he said he wanted some pickles and she said yep you have some we we don't have any now but we you know what else you want and he was like she he was like got chips she was like yeah they make them fresh kettle chips and he was like nope i don't want those which i'm like damn this thing got picky real fast uh and then <laughs> i love kettle chips honey they cut the hell out your gums but i love kettle chips. well he don't want them karen mm-hmm. he, he got sensitive he trying gums. to save his gums sensitive gums and then the z-pock you know you know maybe it's not the best hygiene so mm-hmm. he goes uh yeah i want uh i don't want the kettle chips so she leaves and i do love this scene where she closes the door and he just touches the lock button right because we don't think about that about privacy and how it's a luxury and how that's part of the good life you it know is. in the z-pot in the z-pot right. like we take it for granted locking our doors every day but you know eugene is like almost like wow i can't believe i'm able to lock my door here you know right because you gotta think if you once you get used to being on the road and constantly being out in the open and you know and a lot of times you're traveling with groups you don't you don't have privacy you don't have any time basically everything you do you have to do it in front of other people and, and eugene's not about that life anyway Mm-mm. so and then of course he doesn't as soon as she leaves he doesn't go let me see if i can find a way to escape let me see if i can contact anybody Mm-mm. he goes and looks in the fridge and sees eggs and vegetables and mayo uh, mm-hmm once the, you know white people Ketchup. they love some mayo ketchup I yeah was, i was looking out in that refrigerator there was a lot of food in there you was you was definitely peeping game yes. over there uh so he was like you know like i said that's when he played uh the song on the jukebox which of course we all know which song he had to play Now that makes so it was so funny because when he played it compared to when daryl was tortured with it it's two separate totally things. different song i'm like yes you are easy street nigga you won mm-hmm. um and, and what was so funny about that he started bopping mm-hmm. that was the hilarious part so then also while this is going on don't forget the white's world is uh going completely falling down. apart right. you know he's discovered that note telling daryl go now he's looking at the note um and then he goes and chills in his room looking at that note until he gets a knock at the door then he gets up puts a note in his back pocket and four men barge in with negan watching and they beat the shit out of dwight mm-hmm. uh he was not on easy street Mm-mm. uh and so negan asked daryl to uh i mean i'm sorry so then the next morning negan has put dwight in daryl's cell mm-hmm. and then he essentially shows up and checks his loyalty like hey your girl uh one of my wives missing 
and he's like which one he's like sherry and he's like you know what she went he's like uh no he's like basically you wouldn't know anything about that would you and he's like nope and he's and like that's the truth because he was trying to figure out if it was her yeah well that i remember last time we talked about this when the daryl escape episode you were guessing that maybe he daryl i mean dwight had given daryl the note to help him escape mm-hmm. i know it was, i thought it was either him or her i was like one of them to get right. him out i was like and no, i thought got him out. i thought it was jesus <laughs> but uh it wasn't jesus right, and it wasn't dwight it was sherry it was and the reason why i eliminated jesus is because i don't think jesus rode up on him until he was already out right and the reason i eliminated dwight is because i knew that that nigga was irredeemable so i never thought that there was any reason he would help daryl escape okay they didn't show any foreshadowing of that Mm -mm. um but sherry they had shown a lot of foreshadowing yes she was very kind to daryl talking to him she seemed to feel guilty about it she can't Mm -hmm. yeah she came by and talked so yeah and i think too um but the fact that she's like it's fucked up you know basically who knows how many regrets she had she's probably thinking we should have just went with you you know i bet you she was just feeling just bad you know because they had previously met him she did tell him she did tell him we should have went with you right and and fucked him and basically fucked him over right so i I mean she definitely had a heart about it you know Mm -hmm. she's also the one who was in charge of all the other wives who took it upon herself to protect them from negan kind of so you know even and even her deal with negan was to protect dwight right so she clearly has some sense of morality and she probably too soft for that that save your life to be honest right um so um yeah so daryl gets i mean dwight gets beat up and then he's in the cell him and negan talk it out and essentially negan through the door yeah negan opens the door and he's got the bat and he's like who are you and dwight says i'm negan and then uh negan's basically like get up i want you to you think you know you think you can go find sherry my wife which i'm like making this nigga go get his ex-wife who is now your wife back to bring her back to who god knows what punishment you're gonna do to her um making that his mission is trey song's level petty that's the pettiest shit mr steal your girl negan has ever done um Mm -hmm. and he tells the doctor dr carson not the gifted hands one the white one he tells dr carson to patch up dwight and uh and dwight to go with him he's like fix what you can fix or whatever uh in the uh, infirmary dr carson has a really awkward conversation with dwight dr carson has the worst bedside manner yes, he does. like he just can't help himself he always saying some extra shit going a little too far for some shit you don't want to hear some you don't want to say in this case he's basically um shitting on sherry like she's too kind you know she let him go don't you she got too good of a heart uh you can't i don't expect her to make it here she'll never make it in this world keep in mind that he can't read the room because dwight is still madly in love with sherry um want that old thing back you know um but dr carson is just shitting on sherry and when Delight, dwight leaves that's probably why he always had an assistant until nigga killed him Mm-hmm. I mean and, her. I'm sorry because he just had no bad side manners. 
yeah wait nigga killed his assistant yeah remember when they first got here he was like oh i'm sorry i'm by myself he said i had i used to have an assistant oh oh you think he killed her oh yeah nigga killed his assistant okay since it fucked up doing something all right well at any rate um there dwight takes some um lollipops out of the doctor's jar of lollipops you take like a handful too and i think the doctor's like damn man i'm just trying to help and uh you know dwight leaves uh he goes into his room he grabs a bag and he grabs a pack of cigarettes that from what we can tell has like two cigarettes left in it and he takes one of the cigarettes and like i guess the smoke and he takes the pack with him um Mm -hmm. and when he did down into it one of them had lipstick on it yeah one of the cigarettes had lipstick on it and i think it's the cigarette that uh he must have offered her at one point and she gave back i think remember when they were in the Mm -hmm. hallway so maybe when they were smoking together and that time that she turned it down i think maybe he had kept that cigarette Mm -hmm. and also uh he ended up pulling that pack of cigarettes out of a fish on the wall yes it was in the bass uh like in the mcdonald's commercial Mm -hmm. so he was hiding it for some reason yeah he was hiding it it was in a place nobody would look Mm -mm. um and so uh he heads out we get back uh eugene is getting the tour from old neck tat yep and she takes him down to uh the market area that we've seen before Mm -hmm. uh eugene sees a dude shoplift uh that was a woman with the red hair like a teenage boy to me i, I watched it two I'm times sorry. i thought it was a woman I thought it was he had long red hair but i'm pretty sure that was a boy oh okay okay um so anyway the uh bad, he, he watches this person still shoplift some shit and then um uh while neck tat is giving him the tour she's basically saying look you not like these regular people we use a number system down here and you can go to these vendors and just take what you want sign it out with your name and you're good to go everybody else on the point system they got points and they gotta you know they gotta spend their points or whatever um and they walk over to a person that has a whole jar of pickles and she reaches in and offers him one pickle like you want this pickle you say you like them and eugene says no um and so she actually the neck tat picks up the whole jar of pickles signs for it and hands it to eugene like you are now one of us you take what you want she then takes him outside to see negan and a group of motherfuckers that are standing outside watching the uh the fence Mm -hmm. um and uh you know eugene's extremely scared clutching that damn (laughs) he was clutching them pickles like a motherfucking teddy bear y'all uh and you oh, know he gonna drop that dry pickles right and, and he was so scared it's like the pickles are gonna protect him or something um and so essentially uh negan asked eugene if he's smart he's like a reason i'm going through all this shit with your ass i think you must might be a smarty pants are you a smarty pants and uh eugene's like i'm smarty pants he's like how okay what how do i know you're smarty pants what do you do he's like i made bullet book bullets and i like he's stuttering stuttering uh stuttering and shit and yeah and then like he said i read books and i don't skim or scrimp i read them Uh, i mean i'm not the fastest speed reader but like it's just like he couldn't think of like what to say which we are like i'm people that seen eugene from the beginning of when we saw him it's like nigga these these lies ain't gonna cut it 
so then he basically um said so you just some asshole because the stuff that eugene was saying wasn't that impressive and he was stuttering through his resume so then of course eugene snapped into lie mode and he's like i i got two phds which means i'm a doctor and i I was in the human genome project there was 10 of us interdepartmental silence and uh like he's just stumbling through it and even then me is kind of like you know is this dude telling the truth i don't know um but he's like well solve this problem for me uh and he points to the zombies on the wall and while they were looking over there one of the zombies all and it was a cool effect but all the guts dropped out of this zombie that they had pinned to the wall essentially because yeah, that's why you know they probably started can because they're out there in the weather those the heat the rain the snow, they're not eating anything right um they're just there for protection and eventually they decay mm-hmm. so um he basically tells eugene how you gonna solve this problem for me all our walkers out there keep falling to shit and we're using them to protect things but i we constantly have to go you know go out there because they 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 keep decaying to the point where they're pretty much useless and so eugene came up with this thing where he said your problems are already solvable because you got all the things you need y'all got that metal smelter that i saw when i was walking through the market um y'all could take scrap metal melt it down pour it over the zombies that are attached to the wall and in addition to hardening their bodies and making them stuck to the wall it also makes their heads pretty hard to impale Mm -hmm. so you pretty much just got a wall of unkillable walkers right that you can uh which i really want to see that special effect but if they ever pull that off so uh but yeah he's like you got a wall of just steel plated walkers uh to keep enemies out right that ain't gonna be easy to kill right um and negan loves that idea he's like oh this is badass it's a great idea not only is it a good idea but it's cool as shit and uh did rick have you doing this kind of stuff and you so good i'm gonna give you a signing bonus i'm gonna send some of my wives up to your room tonight uh he said i'm not gonna you know you can't fuck them but you can go they it's sometimes it's just good to be around women they smell good they're nice you uh you know just reminds you what it's like to be human and eugene's like wives and then nigga's like shit yeah man i got all these wives and stuff you know um so um <laughs> eugene when we come back uh because he's passed this test and when he walks off karen noticed this he smiles a little bit mm-hmm. he smirks yeah, him and neck tat walk off and he kind of smiles like he's on easy street mm-hmm. yeah he's, he's impressed negan they gonna send some women up to the room can't have sex with him we can talk to him so we go to eugene's room in his room he's playing coleco vision i forget the name of the game it was some corny ass shit some game where where you 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 live three seconds and die right uh so he was playing video games and the the negan's wives was watching him while sipping wine i know uh one of them was kind of getting drunk Mm -hmm. the other one was kind of flirting with eugene which is and it was that flirting like hooters flirting y'all like 
hand on his thigh you know i could give you a massage right. megan he's likes like, those he's like uh bitch i just came here for the wings what are you talking about right <laughs> he's like i actually did come here for the right wings. yeah yeah i, I did i didn't come here for the hooters i came here for the wings right and she's like you know he loves it when we give him a massage and all this shit and eugene's like uh i know y'all here basically against y'all will right and y'all were ordered to be here and that's fine so me playing these video games my way of entertaining y'all don't worry about that and then they were like well we how do you know we don't want to be here and we can still have a good time let's you know talk and he was like what about what and she was like the human genome project i love to hear about that now of course that's a lie this nigga ain't been the human genome project he don't have nothing to say about that so he he basically uh told them that they were stupid he nagged them he was like oh y'all too stupid to keep up with my brain it's it's impossible for y'all to understand yeah he used the same thing he used to tell abraham is confidential Mm mm-hmm yeah first he said it was confidential which nigga it's been three four years to uh, confidential to who what government is are you waiting on right so clearly this nigga was lying like a motherfucker uh and so then is about eugene he actually is really smart though he's smart but he he's smart enough to come up with a lie but he's like science teacher smart he ain't no fucking genius but he was basically he was basically trying to act like oh i'm too smart you guys will never understand so i can't tell you anything so they were like oh so you like smart you can make like a bomb out of uh some bleach and household materials and shit and he was like no uh but i can make it out of hydrogen this this and this so this nigga start does a science project mm-hmm. um to blow up some hydrogen balloons that he made from quote-unquote bathroom stuff toilet stuff i mean and uh he also makes this other like explosive stuff they call it elephant something mm, he made a sixth grade science fair project essentially and one of the girls amber was drunk as fuck in the room and not having a good time now one of the things interesting about this amber is the same girl from the episode when carl came and Negan showed him the harem she was the one who got that dude's face burned right because she went off and 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 the dude was supposed to be on duty mm-hmm. he was running there fucking with her mm-hmm. so amber has not been happy for a while Mm-mm. you know and negan had tried to tell her then like if you don't want to be here you don't have to be here but if you stay you know what's got to happen you know i gotta burn dude's face mm-hmm. she chose to stay uh but things ain't all cracked up i guess mm-hmm. she thought it would be mm-hmm. so she's not happy and when they get downstairs to see the science experiment she also says just slaves and they were like he's like what'd you say and then they were like come here amber no stop talking or whatever and they made a walk off in the distance and then they do some more really awkward like flirty type shit and they watch him explode the balloons uh, a guard comes out before right. and eugene gets scared because he thinks like oh shit i'm gonna get in trouble and they're like he's with us don't worry about it and the dude like walks away um so then they blow up uh the balloons and shit and um they hug up on him and it's real awkward he doesn't hug him back 
um you know straight ladies like y'all will not be accusing me of rape ladies right right i think he just felt like the jig was up Mm -hmm. these women being super friendly and nice to me because they have and they have to right Right. it's essentially i you went to a strip club and the motherfucker's like oh i i love men that do accounting and you're like no you don't don't. he's like look somebody else paid for the lap dance i don't want i don't want the lap dance ladies right uh so we cut back to dwight dwight arrives at this house out in the middle of nowhere which you know he did tell negan he thinks he thinks he knows where um sherry went went, right and dwight looks around the house and there's all these notes and one and while it's happening he's reading a letter from sherry and you can hear it in her voice and essentially it's, it's saying look i left i couldn't handle it anymore i freed daryl uh because i daryl reminded you too much of who you used to be mm-hmm. um so she feels like she freed him out of some favor to him i guess uh she said uh he matched the handwriting to the note that said go now right. so he could see that she had written that note um he also um said that she also said she didn't wait on him because apparently they had this plan they were gonna meet at this house if they ever decided just fuck it we're gonna run away so he was gonna bring pretzels and beer and they were gonna uh i guess smoke a cigarette and take off together and this was where they used to live because he picked up photos right was pissed. So i was like oh okay this either was y'all home home or either like uh another home that you know what i mean like a uh uh Oh, you know how people have like summer homes like it was something separate but it was somewhere where at one period of time you guys lived there right and uh it looked like you know happier times you know right. um like po- pre-apocalypse times even right and also she was she said that she basically you know wrote the note and stuff but she was also explaining like i know that your memory is bad i know mm-hmm. you don't always remember things and that seemed like a gift now but you know and like i wish i had a bad memory even after all the shit we've experienced and gone through i wish i could forget it you're like you basically got blessed and maybe that'll help you forget me um faster and you know but she basically said look um i had to leave i would have waited for you but i didn't know if you were gonna kill me if you're gonna take me back or if you're gonna leave with me and i didn't want to run the chance of it the other two so i left without you um and she also reminded him uh i mean she also told him that being at the savior's camp was worse than death so they should have just left a long time ago right because the thing is she ended up losing her sister right because you know due to all the incident with daryl her sister ended up dying which was probably a lot and the whole reason why they was out there in the fucking first place was to save her sister and her sister ended up dying and then they ended up going back mm-hmm you know so it's one of the things where she was like we'd have been better off continuing to run yep so um and she basically says i'm a bad person because i guess she i i I mean i don't know that share do you feel like share was a bad person no she's a bad person but i think like she felt guilty because see, she's the one that went and told Negan about old girl and they got they got uh old girl's uh husband fucked up like she the one to end up telling Negan because Negan asked her what's going on what's happening and she was like yeah he was so and so 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 like she's the one that basically told so which girl amber right now see my understanding was she told basically because okay well the way i took it 
i thought she basically t- she wasn't snitching it was like he knew he was gonna find out some amber was worried that he would do something to her so she was like let me tell him okay and keep him off of you okay. you know because you're so scared i I felt like she was almost the den mother of you know like if they were prostitutes she was like the bottom bitch basically right she was and like- i felt like this week well we'll get to the other wives but the way the wives are acting now it's like clearly they don't have a leader anymore Mm-mm. uh her presence is missed keeping everything calm right and organized and orderly right and even the way that the things happened with daryl they were gonna kill daryl i mean fuck, dwight they were gonna kill dwight right. and she's the one who advocated for not killing him and just got his have his face burned which is better than death um you know and and she decided to be negan's wife based on that but sometimes it was hard to read her for me like i couldn't tell if she was genuinely like this is a better life or she just thought she was protecting dwight saying stay away from me this is this is bad for you and you're gonna fuck up i i I guess my thing about her is that she had to make herself hard to read but just for the all the things she was dealing with like she literally had to put on a persona she had to put on a face she had to quote unquote you know not show emotions like she had and and i think that was against internally who she was in my opinion um i think that she did what she did to save dwight and she felt bad that uh she had to do it but she still loved him even though you know like they had the 15 minute smoke break and all that stuff and she didn't but but deep down she still loved him it was one of these things where she felt like she was doing it for the greater cause but i think eventually that ate at her and the greater cause just was not worth it yeah in in the end to her it was just something about her saying how i'm a bad person and all this shit and i'm like dwight's a bad person are you you know what i mean but maybe she feels like she turned dwight into this dwight and that's why she feels like she's a bad person i don't know yes that and for the fact that i like being a wife who knows what she has seen and what he's did to her and what she's had to witness mm-hmm you know? yeah i mean i also i think surviving to make those making those type of compromises to survive when you see other people won't and haven't maybe that bothered her I, anyway right. so she left this le- this letter and you know basically towards the end of the letter she says i'm sorry that i made you who you were who you are and i think maybe she also just meant fuck this face up uh dwight pulls a cigarette out of the pack with him and it's the cigarette with lipstick on it which i'm assuming was for her Mm -hmm. he then uh flips the package upside down and the rest of the contents of the cigarette pack are an engagement ring and two wedding bands so i think he was they were gonna in his mind they were gonna possibly put those back on and ride off into the sunset together Mm -hmm and he then before he leaves pulls out beer a six pack of beer and some pretzels so he really was gonna leave with her if she'd have been there like he was ready to defect from um negan's camp now that she had essentially you know messed herself up but she wasn't there so he turns around and heads back um the thoughts come back to eugene's room yeah they did uh two of them uh the 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 one that wasn't drunk and crying you know didn't come back no she didn't yeah the one that was drunk and crying she ain't make it amber uh they basically asked him can you make up a suicide pill drug 
that amber can take and die peacefully in her sleep um and they want they he's like i can do it but what about you know she if she dies in her sleep she gonna turn into a zombie they like we're gonna take care of that they ask him they slip it in pretty discreetly but they ask for two pills uh because they don't know when they're gonna get the chance uh to do it he asked how much she weighs and they said 120 pounds and he's like okay i can do it but i i'm gonna need uh the right materials and i can guarantee a serious t-o pain d pain-free d-a-s-a-p which i'm assuming means serious terminal overdose pain-free death asap mm-hmm. um and so you know they and they basically get him to do it by telling him he's a good man and all this shit right and that whole time i was like no you didn't even believe him i was like they try i was because this is sound right i was like they trying to set they should have sent the black wife up there because i didn't believe in white women's Mm-mm. i was like whatever it is i i, I you know I, I didn't know what it was but i was like whatever it is y'all 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 it's it's not like a lie eugene goes downstairs and he basically goes to a vendor and he's like i'm i need a he there's a long ass line he skips the line to the front and he's like i need uh cold these pills and this that other and she's like back of the line bitch ass nigga what you doing rolling up on me what's your what your sign is bitch and then he was like uh he walked he get ready to walk off and then he turned around and he'll go back to the back of the line and he pulled up a straight up like may i speak to your manager moment and uh let her know that he was dr eugene something paul or something i forget his last name he's like i'm dr eugene so-and-so and i i, I need these drugs and i report directly to me so you report directly to me and he signed out some stuff and he just started taking stuff he took a bedpan he took some uh, yeah, he took everything he took some uh um a whole bunch of pills and then he took um i mean just more pills than you could count y'all and then he took uh grimly gump with some like grimly gunk he, he it was just a a random fucking stuffed animal he's like i'm gonna call this a grimly gunk which i'm not gonna lie i i'm like whoever wrote that just over the top uh but maybe it's because as a eugene centric episode they thought it would be funnier but it wasn't that funny to me um but that that line i was just like just roll my eyes uh he took a fly swatter and then he went to his room and went full breaking bad uh and made two lethal uh what looked to be like cold pills uh that and you could tell he had all these beakers and he had his face covered like he was fucking uh in the trap house and shit uh and he made you can, the drugs. You can lock yourself in a room and nobody's gonna bother you right and he basically made two deadly pills um which you know interesting interesting so he could do it yeah that's, and he that's did what, do it that's what i say i i don't think he's assigned to anything like that like you said he is high school or or, or your science chemistry 101 level like he's like if you buy your kids chemistry sets for every birthday or right. eventually so happen like this. he can do enough like he's a little bit smarter than the average person because the average person can't uh, uh, build bullets either mm-hmm. so he's a little bit smarter than the average person but he ain't like this in this genius person he claims he is yeah and like that the fact that his biggest like growing balls dropping moment was 
yelling at some old lady who was a vendor at a in the market it was just like a typical eugene, eugene thing right i'd like to return this without a receipt like oh damn no eugene shaking the table you know like it was ridiculous guys anyway um <laughs> so they uh we so so we come back uh to the show because it's like i think they went to commercial uh off of that um and um dr carson is now treating dwight after he's come back from his trip Mm -hmm. and he basically asked if he found sherry and he's like yeah and i killed her and dr carson basically is like more horrible bedside man it was like well good i mean it's good she dead and uh he said dwight's whole thing was like i chased her into a pack of walkers and she she uh and i gave her a quick death and i'm like you know nigga would have demanded the body or something anyway he he says he did that's what happened and dr carson is like well i would tell you to forget about her but nobody's gonna forget about her for a long time after what she did and just you know shitting on the woman's memory and name uh he's like like he didn't care about the woman yeah he's like dwight keep this up you're gonna be running your own outpost soon uh which makes you think there's a hierarchy system these other guys who are running outposts must have you know from gavin to uh forget the other dude's name but they must have come up through the ranks and dwight's like the next in line i guess for a promotion and uh, uh dr carson's like you're gonna get that you're gonna be managing your own mcdonald's calvin just keep it up keep killing these innocent women one at a time and you'll be no time time, right and um you don't get that salary right and he also gave him advice saying like it's good that you don't got a heart like it's good to be heartless um eugene meanwhile gets invited to the smelting room um and everybody's in there and everybody's on a knee and neck tat is like come here eugene you gotta watch this and negan comes in and he's like what's up y'all who are we i'm negan and all that shit and then he's like um well uh and dr carson is there and dwight's there dwight's got the iron in the fire um and at this point i'm uh, to be honest i was like who who fucked up like who getting burned me too you know what i mean because i it was like i didn't know who had done something burn worthy i was like well maybe it was somebody off camera some shit we didn't see right right well it turns out we had seen it it was dr carson right he didn't know he's gonna get fucked up either and he hit dr carson in the arm with the bat and dr carson's like why what i do and shit and he and and negan's like uh i know that you basically been cheating and you helped sherry um get dwight uh get daryl free because you loved her so much that you actually um had uh let daryl go so that she would love you more and then she ran away because she thought that i was gonna blame her he's like uh which i probably would have um and he was like and that's why he did it and i know this because dwight told me and dwight is over there with the hot iron and shit you know heating it up heating it up and uh dr carson like dwight why you lying man what you talking about and uh nigga's like why would dwight lie she already left he said he killed her and if i do find her later it's gonna be hell to pay 
um which is interesting because you literally put dwight in the hole for a night and basically tested his loyalty then negan essentially decides that he believes dwight's far-fetched story in my opinion that he went and found sherry killed sherry she gave him a confession that dr carson was in on it uh but negan has chosen to believe this fucking fantasy uh, uh, for some reason right because he was like you know better than a lot of me because you know it's consequences to pay right and, I, and i'm sure either dwight planted the note when he was in the office or he just lied and said he's the one who found the note either way um he takes dwight's word over dr carson dr Car- he tells dr carson he goes against the melting thing for the face he tells dr carson hey man um just tell the truth man if you don't want your face burned just tell the truth tell the truth and then dr carson basically lies and says yes dwight was right it right. was me because he didn't want to get his face burned. right uh he didn't lie he you know i i lied I, I didn't and then he's like see that was easy and he drops the iron like you know i'm not gonna melt your face off and all this shit and dr carson relaxes a little bit and then negan takes this nigga and throws him head first into the furnace i did not see that coming i didn't see it coming either i don't know how the fuck that happened i you would have had to drag my ass screaming and kicking into that furnace but this nigga basically walked himself into the furnace with negan i was like nigga fight fight for your life it's one nigga with a bat don't die like this but i guess dr carson uh guess he wasn't thinking you know so he ended up uh getting burned up (laughs) alive right but 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 this time you know his bottom half didn't make the bad decision yep that's true that's true um <laughs> but uh yeah the basically i guess negan had to fire the doctor now i will say this man this death it pissed me off a little bit and here's why the way they were they cut it and the way they 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 just like cut to the reactions and all that shit and i can't prove it without a shadow of doubt felt like they were avoiding the gore like the way they did it's like they cut it so that you didn't see him really go into the flames you didn't really see him on fire they didn't have any special effects of like his body burning or screaming they just cut to everybody else and reaction and they never really show his you know like the death they show like some legs hanging out the the thing and it makes me wonder because now i have to start wondering and the last three with the last three weeks of shows they say they were trying to cut back on some of the death and some of that shit and some of the gore mm-hmm. now i'm like is this shit really starting to show up in the show because the gore yes. last week wasn't that bad but it was it was like it, like rick fighting the the metal zombie thing was kind of like okay got stabbed in the hand got stabbed in the leg like okay but this one felt real like come on it man it would surprise me if they literally went and chopped it up i bet you they had already had that shit uh uh filmed right and somebody went back and was like that's too much and they chopped the shit up like i said them yeah i hope that these decision. i hope these pansies ain't fucking ruining our show right with this bullshit man because there's a lot of shit we're not it where we will probably never get to see now because people fucking complain and a lot of you assholes don't watch the fucking show i feel like we would have got some cool ass like watch a man face melt in fire 
special effect that we just didn't get guarantee you because the way that people were responding i guarantee you it was something gruesome yeah well anyway after he finished um you know roasting the doctor (laughs) the roaster dr carson oh Oh. shit (laughs) oh that would be funny the roaster dr carson that might be the title of the episode write that down the roasted Dr. Carson nigga got roasted by Negan, but not with them jokes. Um, but yeah, so after, um, the Dr. Flame emojis, uh, got, got roasted, uh, got burned. Um, Negan basically tells Dwight, like, I'm sorry about this. And Dwight is like, I'm not. And then Negan's like, you a cold son of a bitch. That's why I like you. And, um, my thing was, I, I don't know. It just felt like either Dwight has figured Negan out completely or Negan slipping, but it's one of the two. Uh, it can't be, you know what I mean? It can't like, and maybe it's both, but he's, Dwight knew that that lie would be, would be bought mm-hmm. and there was no because risk to him. Right. Because it was loyalty. That, right. And it's going to be one of those things where she gonna pop up something gonna happen somebody like like she's not gone like unless they just writing this character off the show right at some period of time you will see her again even if you see her dead you like like you will see this character at some period of time again right so who knows? she uh, like who knows she might end up drifting off to find rick and them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and telling them what's ha- what telling them what's actually happening over there you never know yeah um so um at any rate we end up with um um we end up with this uh you know with with dwight and negan like embracing or whatever but it's really like cold and then um the thoughts return back to huh yeah they did to get to get their pills to eugene they want the pills and eugene is in there playing fucking coleco vision he's like not gonna give y'all the pills and they like why not and he was like because i figured out y'all use y'all gonna use the pills to kill negan and after what they seen with negan killing people and shit uh and 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 neck tack had forced eugene to watch it like he tried to turn away so she had forced him to watch it so he knows for a fact Negan's a cold-blooded killer he's seen it a few times now and he's like yeah i'm not fucking helping y'all because if we get caught he gonna kill me if anything goes wrong and basically y'all stupid like y'all gonna probably fuck this plan up um and so uh he's and they were like well we'll tell negan that you came up with the plan on your own and tried to kill him and he he was like no y'all won't because if y'all tell him that they gonna he's gonna believe my word over y'all's because i'm more important and that's what we saw with dwight he, he everybody in the whole thing knew dwight was telling was lying but they was like the doctor ain't as important as dwight for some reason in negan's eyes so that nigga had to go why and and he, eugene sent straight through that line don't be a doctor in this show by the way please don't the time is not long for your ass physician heal thyself that's the other thing if he would have burned that dude's face who's gonna heal him the doctor had been healing everybody's face they got burned it was what a crazy ass nigga nigga uh anyway so uh eugene tells him to get the fuck out of his room he goes to take a pickle out the jar um and then negan knocks on the door shows up asks eugene for his loyalty 
uh eugene cuts negan off before he he was like i'm gonna ask you one question <laughs> who are you negan He's like, you ain't got to worry about it, dog. You ain't got to worry about it. <laughs> He's like, I am Negan. I am utterly, completely stone cold Negan. I was Negan before I ever met you. I just needed to probably know who you were. I am Negan. And in the next scene, Eugene is actually pulled a full Van Jones. He's now ah! calling Negan uh, very presidential, and he's uh, overseeing in the, the robe. Yep, he's wearing like a nice blue jacket. He's overseeing uh, the fence um, smelting of the of the walkers. Oh, uh and he's like a straight up construction for him he's like now if you want to get burned by liquid metal then that's how you do it right there so don't do it like that and uh dwight comes up and dwight asks if he's on board and eugene's like i am and he's like uh absolutely and just like you are and dwight's like yep and he's like uh we are negan now some people are speculating that this are you on board is this is like dwight and eugene have some type of secret plan where they gonna overthrow negan or something is that how you took it i don't think they do now not saying they they might not at some period of time Mm -hmm. but i really think eugene is like fuck it i'm all in this is the best life i've ever had i've never been in a position of authority i've you know he told me i ain't got to be afraid no more you know i i i am at a safe place so why the fuck would i fuck this up that's why he told that's why he said bitches leave because <laughs> he was like i ain't got no time to be fucking up my good thing i got a one-bedroom apartment in here i can lock the door fuck you yeah i won't lie uh i don't see how they aren't just supporting negan like i think people want to see them as oh they clearly are gonna fight back i'm like what what reason you had to think that they haven't given us any reason really on the show like they've given us some cracks to show that everybody has a reason to betray um negan if they want to everybody has a reason but i don't think they've given us any reason to think that these guys are actively plotting against negan yet no that and one of the girls when he told him no she called him a coward and he was like he would be correct yeah even when they called him a good guy he said i'm not a good guy um and he got himself a coleco vision a black card and pickles he ain't never coming back refrigerator yeah, he called home like that dude in fucking Harlem Nights. I know, be like, uh, hey, t- 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 tell your mama I ain't coming back. Right, I ain't coming home. Uh, but don't get mad at Eugene for doing what all you niggas say that they people need to do. Well, come on. Yep. Uh, and I feel it takes to survive, and everybody ain't a fighter. I feel nothing for Dwight. By the way, I, I feel nothing for it. Like people were like, poor Dwight. I don't see it like if y'all feel like that dude poor Eddie, i don't see it guys to be honest uh all right karen um what do you think what are you looking forward to next week oh to see what the, how they're gonna get them guns because they're like we're gonna get some rick and michonne and what they're doing to get those guns and some rosita with her funky ass attitude it's gonna be interesting mm. uh for me um hmm I guess I'm looking forward to Michonne and Rick making sweet swirly love <laughs> out there on, out there hunting for for more weapons. Uh, so that's what I'm looking forward to. I I, I want to see if Rosita rolls up on Oceanside because the way they were kind of talking about it. I think she's gonna find him. I really do. Yeah. I, I I don't think you know what I think. Uh, Tara's gonna keep her word. Like, I really don't think she's going to tell them. 
Mm-hmm. I think Rosita, because she's just gun home, she's going to roll her ass across there, and they're going to end up blaming her because they're going to think that she told them, and she's going to be like, I did not tell them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think Tarver's going to tell. I, I don't think she's going to fold because because before it looked like there was probably someone near it, and that's why she was like, hey, we can hear back. Mm-hmm. Like, she wasn't trying to, because if you will go out in front, you probably would have crossed it. Yep. Um, alright, so, uh, let's get to these emails. Okay. Turk writes in, hi guys, this episode might be my favorite of the season. That dude who plays Eugene is such a great actor. It's so damn funny. He's so much more entertaining than comic Eugene. Well, that much is true. Yes, he is. And that nigga got super emo after a while. Um, my theory is that Eugene's parents were grifters because he's too good at conning people. As a little kid, he was probably forced to panhandle while his mom, with his mom while she wore a pillow over her stomach, faking a pregnancy to play on people's sympathies while his dad watched from across the street in the family BMW. Before the two Z-Pac started, uh, Eugene probably supported himself through identity theft or by counting cards at casinos like Rain Man. I really can't tell who Eugene will become. He was done, he has done so much fucked up stuff and nice stuff that it's hard to tell if he will be a good guy or a bad guy. I think Eugene is navigating the Z-Pac like it's the ultimate RPG. The Savior's compound is the next board and Eugene is playing to win. And do white people have a secret to everlasting life? If not, why do they keep killing all the damn doctors? Eugene better stop telling people he's a doctor because everyone that has that title keeps getting killed. Peace, Turk. You right. right. Yep. Can't argue with that logic. Mm-hmm. He playing this shit like Dungeons and Dragons, dog. Mm-hmm. 100%. Stone cold. Um, uh, we got this one. Karen and Rod. Lucille is the cure. Ezekiel doesn't want the king. Ezekiel doesn't want the kingdom fight or know that he has been trading items with Russia, the saviors. Carol, yeah! or, oh, or, or to know that. Yeah. Carol wants to stay in retirement at Mar-a-Lago. Aww. Morgan still trying to give Trump a chance, right? Now that nigga is the Van Jones' Z-Pot, for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought Negan was quite presidential last night. Mm. <laughs> he didn't but, kill nobody this dumb. But Rick, give him a chance um maybe lucille needs to make a special appearance to these groups so they can see the need to step up and stop being violated by negan and saviors i also see some dissension in negan's camp that eugene aka hecka aka negan may be able to exploit um um i don't know if negan if eugene can do it if he's if he's undercover he's this nigga's the smoothest undercover operative of all time for an unplanned abduction he just snapped right into shape uh lastly i did not think that michonne really killed that woman uh that she took hostage on the side of the road but since it has not been mentioned again maybe she did i, I wonder if she, killed, she killed the fuck out that woman we saw her shoot a woman in the head and the body fall i can't even believe she killed you that didn't woman, even baby. believe that girl that woman that woman and that woman ain't coming back you better zoom in on that tv she and was, get all up in there and see that bullet to the head right, she was like baby it's either you or me yeah i don't michonne ain't hey michonne ain't about no games okay she don't take no prisoners. She kill a white woman in her sleep if she even look at her Oscars sideways. Uh, I wonder if Michonne and this woman had a conversation about Negan and they came to an agreement, but I guess not. Yeah. Yeah, they did have a conversation about Negan. They came to an agreement. Right, and she was like, hey, if you take me up here, they're going to kill me. The agreement was make it quick. All right, or is it you going to kill me? Either way, I'm dead. Do something, make it quick. They walking dead, doctors, and Eugene, this is from Iris. <laughs> 
uh hi it's uh oh well, the last one was from day i hope i pronounced it right hi it's lucked out i have mentioned mentioned this on the field of walking dead recast but damn doctors have a short shelf life mm-hmm. and this was an actually duly trained one too yeah you got a coat and everything right i hope this i hope the spare dr carson is named ben and not the one in the hilltop hashtag food food wishes the way the they have things set up with maggie and the problematic pregnancy as well as daryl deciding to go to hilltop ooh, drama is already stirred maggie might mm-hmm. might want to keep the doc for the for the sake of her baby i think eugene is a blind spot for negan he always try to break men down to dominate but eugene's submission is freaking mind game jujitsu all the tricks negan does roll off eugene's back i don't know i swear i'm watching a different show i watch a man that damn near pissed his pants i don't know mm-hmm. y'all out here like he's a mastermind i'm like this nigga is scared as fuck as i would be too and i'm not trying to say he might not eventually but right now like 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 the story that they're telling me nah he folded he was like yeah. whatever it takes you're on easy he didn't play something for no fucking reason his bravest man his bravest moment was i'd like to return this and i don't have a receipt right that, that was him puffing his chest out dog only imminent violence scares eugene but it's temporary a side note the junkatrons look like the result of a strong personality as a leader boredom and team building exercises nowadays people get into cults and get indoctrinated into weird customs once they've been isolated that significant peer pressure they may dependent on following dogma or be shunned look at the marching bands or marines they got that hive mind going and let large groups coordinate in relatively short time mm, i feel you iris i know what you, you know what i appreciate you believing in the show but them niggas are weird and i don't understand Mm-mm. like pronouns did not stop because of epoch did okay <laughs> ah! eugenia so this is from alex who says what up rod and karen and question mark guest this episode was necessary so i understand i just want them to get the, to these communities getting into formation same to me but just a few thoughts you can't tell me that the only game system someone could savage in the z-pock is an atari shit it was a coleco vision not even atari right that's a, yeah that's old. how the fuck they still working but not a well i guess the other ones need to be online man they should at least have an xbox 360 or a ps3 with all the accessories and four controllers Mm-mm, you know you know them things ain't built to last like 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 the old nokia iphone that shit is a brick and you can probably have one now but you you get one of these new these new like like the old folks say these new uh, uh flashy phone your, your the, the case crack i used to drop my phone in the toilet you know how folks is i gotta say no no to that Karen, because uh i've blown out way too many nintendo discs to think that that system lasts long not nintendo we talking about what the system that they have coleco vision neither yeah. all that shit no no way them shits last to 2015 what a fucking playstation wouldn't Mm-mm. everyone out of three homes got a system man right now eugene seems to be the van jones everybody's saying that of the apocalypse i'm pretty sure if the saviors one in 15 ask him to explain his eugenesis uh while walking down the street he do it and smile i mean eugene feels he's on easy street here i'm sure the other doctor did too until about five seconds before he got baked in the oven at least eugene has a bad guy duster to wear out of the deal uh where was the black wife people oh we, i saw her. she was standing in the um audience when they watched the people get smelted mm. 
she probably saw this guy had a tennessee top hat on his head and cuban bead negan when he asked for volunteers when negan said he'd send his wives over i was hoping miss chocolate negan me too ah well she was probably just a diversity hire for that one episode sad if true love to recap folks jw thanks <laughs> she meant the affirmative action quarter yep well eve writes in hi rider karen i keep this short and sweet because i'm sure others have already covered a lot of my thoughts already i heard someone from the show saw say that this will be the episode that we start feeling sorry for the white uh nope fuck this dude he deserved every second of that ass whooping and i keep yelling kick him in the face he had dr carson killed and didn't seem the least bit remorseful it's forever fuck the white he's a miguel of the walking dead i agree if only it been ben carson that's the only way i forgive him uh i can't really say i blame eugene he's a coward but then again saw so the other scumbags in negan's crew most of them are just as scared as negan as eugene but as uh, just better at hiding it eugene is doing what he has to do to survive i do believe he's playing negan or else he wouldn't have recited that same lie he told abe and rosita when they first met and i i think that's a defense mechanism no i think he lied because he was scared mm. uh, like he didn't want to go into that lie like it took him three tries before he was found his courage to lie and i also noticed that they never show him getting rid of those pills eugene yeah that's what i noticed too what if he tries to poison Negan another way or something eugene's extremely smart coupled with the fact that he had he's a huge coward he's the scariest motherfucker in that facility because he has the smarts to blow the whole place up i believe eugene will play a role for a little while and even like it a little but he does have a conscience in the end he'll do right by team rick might not be right away but he will pull through great episode eve we'll see I, I i feel like he is redeemable at least more so than dwight yeah he'll do it in a quote-unquote cowardly way but he'll do it yeah last email hey rod karen esteemed guests and dear brothers and sisters in the chat room just saw your tweet and i totally agree this was a straightforward episode feels like it was an hour and 10 minutes a good old-fashioned heel turn i think something that uh, and you've mentioned this several times negan keeps all these hooligans in check because to an extent he allows them to embrace their true nature no matter how savage that actually is in eugene's case his true nature is cowardice the depth of negan's empire allows haircut to embrace his cowardice unfortunately as it as is the case with most cowards they manifest that externally as bullying which eugene quickly embraces he uh by the time he collected all his supplies for the homemade cyanide dermot uh acting was so damn good from his deadpan when he asked for lobster and turned down the fresh potato chips to when he was david blaine and negan's wives with those sidewalk magic tricks they really could have dropped him into a breaking bad the way he was cooking up that dope in the kitchen how long do you think it will take for negan to figure out his he's bogus and still wholly unnecessarily cover story about working in washington oh true probably probably never he probably don't care since Deegan flamed up the only real doctor in the house the clock is ticking i thought i was it, it was interesting how they used the polar opposite technique to try and break eugene and they did daryl do you think he wants to go back to rick and the team now that he has the taste of how things could be uh in a place where they value him on a whole different plane than alexander i'm gonna say no i'm gonna say he don't want to go back right now well no yes he does because Deegan kills motherfuckers for fucking up and that's way different than rick like rick ain't yeah, just yeah. killing niggas he, he wanted to go back but he knows it's not an option right right if he could go back he absolutely would mm-hmm. uh, i'm gonna go to the next session because uh it looks like we're gonna run out of time and i don't want y'all to miss it even though it's just a couple minutes um give me one second guys um all right create session we'll be right back in a second 
Um, just go there now. And then I'm going to call the audience over. Okay. Uh, in a second. So what are you degenerate niggas doing here? Come on, Vic, man. You better than this, man. Y'all trying to rip people off. Look, y'all ain't here to hear the word. Get the f*** out. Hello, hold on there, Vic. What, what's going on here? Who is that? Sound like you teaching people to worship money. With all due respect, Reverend, that sound like some bullshit to me. Ooh. Ooh. Reverend Otis, this is an aboriginal con man from Australia. Nigga just got out the mental institution. Think he's Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Well, is that right? Well, if you're going to be a crazy fool, you might as well go all the way with it. <laughs> Look, I don't want your money. Neither does Pops. You can't buy God's blessings. It don't work like that. Says the man who obviously ain't got no blessing. <laughs> people, people, don't get this dude your money. He ripping you off, Vic. Come on, man. You better than that. You really going to stand by and rip these people off? If Jesus, the real Jesus, didn't want me to have this money, then Jesus would take it away. Amen. <laughs> And, and, and look at your ankles. <laughs> ankles so ashy, they look like they're about to be dropped in a deep fryer. <laughs> I've been walking a lot of miles, so what? And and that wig you got on, you better find whatever meth addict you stole out here from and give it back. <laughs> your mama should be arrested for littering. Come back when you can afford Dodge Love, nigga. Save up. <laughs> Get them bums on out of here. Put them in the trash. As a matter of fact, put them in the recycling bin. Maybe, maybe God could do better. <laughs> oh, Black Jesus, I miss you already. No, what they had two seasons. Mm-hmm. I wish Black Jesus was the Jesus on this show. That'll be good. That'd be real good. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, back to this email. Um, uh. And lastly, do you think we'll see Dwight's wife, Sherry, isn't it, again? She pretty much bodied him with her sheather note, and I think, well, I don't think she meant it in a mean way. Mm -hmm, She She felt guilty and seemed to be, seemed to be fucked up behind it. Anyway, I think Dwight is being set up to do something drastic against Negan in the future. Thank you two always for a great show and keep up the great work uh best jabari b two bird two stones at one two stones at two stones one bird uh unrelated ps i like to target the last recap oh, okay all right got it uh all right man thank you so much uh for your emails man uh we appreciate it um and uh thanks everybody else uh who uh watched it live mm-hmm. and uh people that continue to support the show man we really appreciate y'all we do and we couldn't do it without y'all Mm-mm. until next time i love you oh i almost got to mention there will be a this too much episode this week even though there was no this is us show what we're going to be doing is talking about the movie moonlight me and bossy will be doing that mm-hmm. and we'll be reading your feedback that y'all sent in for last week even though there wasn't a show all right so until next time i love you i love you too